good morning. Well, not good morning. Depends where you are. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> good afternoon, everybody. Sorry, I'm new at this tonight. Um, um, I'm David, your acting host, and with me, I have my team. Yay. I have Yay. everybody back. I have Carolyn. <laughs> I have Linda. I have Casey. Hey, guys. Hi. I am all psyched to get going because we have um, a couple of new things to add. And, Casey, why don't we start off with yours? You had an idea you gave to Pam, so why don't you share it with the rest of us again? Yeah. So um, on our last podcast, if you checked um, in with us, we did our top three favorite storylines of all time. Um, I got a lot of messages in my inbox on Facebook and a couple of emails from people who say they really liked it. So I came up with another top three, and that's our top three favorite daytime soap opera actresses of all time. And before we start, I just want to say I'm happy to be back from our little hiatus, and I'm glad the team's all here. So I hope it, I think it's going to be a great show. Uh, so let's kick things off. So top three favorite daytime soap opera actresses of all time. Um, my number three pick is Eileen Davidson, who you may know as, uh, from her work on Days of Our Lives or from her work on The Young and the Restless. Um, I think this lady can really pack a punch when people write for her. Um, most recently, what I've really seen her kick ass on is that story the writers uh, gave to her on Days of Our Lives in 2013, where Christian raped Eric and she kind of went off the rails again. Um, I also really enjoyed her cancer storyline. Um, years back on The Young and the Restless, they did a cancer storyline for Ashley. And She's just a really great actress, and I can't wait to see what they're going to do with her on days again. Um, I wish Young and Restless would give her a little more. <laughs> um, I think that's coming up as Ashley's uh, true paternity looks like it's going to be revealed to everybody. Um, but, yeah, I've just always liked her. and <laughs> that's, that's an excellent choice. I also love her on Real Housewives because she brings the drama oh, there, yeah. too. She is a for real 24-7, 365 diva, and I love it. She's just amazing. I was going to put her higher on my list if we did top five, but since this is top three, she snags number three. Doesn't mean she's in last place because she's Eileen to the Davidson, but she's at number three for me. Very nice. Well, as as David uh, knows, um, <laughs> from a couple of years past, I always have said I really, I, they they don't give her enough. I think she's so well-rounded, and she does the good girl. She does the bad girl. <laughs> she does the really yeah. young girl. Yeah, she's very, very good. Well, Carolyn, so, uh, who's your number three? Oh, yeah, I'm sorry? Sorry, David. <laughs> Oh, Carolyn? <laughs> Carolyn, was that your choice, too? Actually, uh, yes, it was. Okay, Carolyn, for Carolyn and <laughs> Eileen for Carolyn and Casey. Belinda, do you, are you giving 
Are you going to be a I third? Uh, or no. Are you down? No, I like her, but I have a little bit of a different taste in actresses, I guess. Uh, I love this actress. I was a fan of her forever and ago on General Hospital. I found her captivating and beautiful. I love women with black hair and blue eyes, and I love her on Bold and the Beautiful. Ooh. My name is Rena Sofer. Yes. She Rena is, Sofer. to me... She she was so great, Lois. She was full on, you know, Brooklyn, and she brought that edgy street vibe to Port Charles and to Ned back when he was Eddie Main. And then I started watching Bald, and I saw she was over there. I was just like, ah. And then Quinn. I mean, Quinn's like gone from raping Liam to being Mrs. Forrester. <laughs> and next week she was done on. Kate and Wyatt is dead, and I know that's going to be like maybe Emmy real worthy. I just Preach love her. She does, she does good. Ec- another excellent mm-hmm. choice. See, I'm ha- I was I'm having a different difficult time here, so I'm going to give you the three that came well to the best of my knowledge, and I'm going to shock you all with the one. I got on my mind right now. Oh, Julianne God, who's your nemesis? <laughs> <laughs> yes, he went way back in the time machine. <laughs> Julianne Moore, before her before Ooh. her Oscar days, was on As the Royal Turns in the 80s, playing a as dual a t- as role. T- yes, yes, as, as twins. Yep, Franny and Sabrina. <laughs> I remember, yeah. Franny yeah. and Sabrina. One had the English accent. Yeah, well, well I'm, I'm trying to think when she came. I think it was during that time when she found out she was twins. And the well, yeah, thing is, they really took... Location. Yeah. And I'm not sure... I know she played him for a while, and then I know she got up. But she really played it, and if I can't remember offhand, but I'm not sure if she won for it for that year. My mind is very clouded right now. <laughs> so oh, I it's think a she's won a night. I'm wonder. I can't remember if she won for that year, but it, it was from one of my favorite stories too that she won my heart, and it was from the um, someone to always look over you storyline with her and John Wesley Shipp. Mm-hmm. I think and, she won. Yeah. Yeah. So that while she's not in no can in no. Real order, she's one of mine. I think that's a good one. Excellent choice. Well, it's very uh, difficult for um, daytime actors to go on to um, movie stardom. I mean, she's an Academy Award winner, and uh, she really did the crossover (laughs) Well, uh, and I remember watching her and uh, way back when, and I said, oh, you know, she's very special, very special woman. 
Well, um, number two for me is somebody else yep. from Mass World Turns, but a lot of people know her from way before she hit Oakdale. She was on The Doctors. So my number two pick is Elizabeth Hubbard. Um, oh. I miss her oh. so much in daytime. I wish she would come back. There was nothing, you know, she did great work on The Doctors, but of course she's most well known for Lucinda on As the World Turns. And I think just this woman really on and off screen is just a powerhouse. I mean, I loved one of my favorite storylines of Lucinda's on As the World Turns. It's definitely her relationship with John. And when John pulled her into that jacuzzi and, <laughs> oh, gosh, I love some Elizabeth Hubbard. I Actually, last night I stayed up way too late because I was on YouTube. I was kind of in this As the World Turns video rabbit hole of just watching the best <laughs> of Lucinda Walsh. <laughs> um, I love Elizabeth Hubbard such a gem in daytime and I wish somebody would snatch her up oh she was a a dynamo way back she was one of the you know the women she was a real brainstormer I loved her (laughs) in the good old days Um, I believe you can catch her on something recent on the web oh yeah she has Anna Costa Anna Costa oh, what, what with a burn. Oh. Yeah. Huh. And what is the what is the part? I am not sure. I'm not. I am not up to date on that web series, but I just know when. Um, I just know that. Um, when we interviewed, when Pam and I interviewed Martha. She brought that. She brought her to the series because Martha's EP of Anacosta, and um, oh, okay. was her first. She had no knowledge of web series or anything like that. I remember her saying. And um, now so I, this is entirely new for her. Two notes with Elizabeth Hubbard. I did forget that she was on. Guiding Light, way back when, when, let me mind you, it was still called The Guiding Light. <laughs> and she was also on um, The Edge of the Night. Um, and out of all, oh, and she was on One Life to Live. Forgot about that, too. Um, but she anyway, was. out of all her year, years on daytime, I'm, I'm so upset that she did not get more Emmy love. Um, oh. I believe she has won correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe she has one daytime Emmy. Um, But she's been nominated eight times, and I was always upset that she did not get more Emmy love, because my God, she is amazing. Yes, she is. Well, I don't know who she is, and I'm sorry. She's lovely. I may have to go down to YouTube rap. Check her out. Belinda, I'm going to send you clips. <laughs> you done did it. Yeah, she was, send you clips. <laughs> she, she was a firecracker. I would love it. She so, was. Carolyn, who's your number two? Oh, I'm going to leave that to you. <laughs> I haven't done, I, to be honest with you, I haven't done my homework. <laughs> <laughs> we, we 
if you don't have just a knee jerk, like, oh, that's my. Number two, number two. Yeah, just you gotta love you gotta you gotta love you gotta love Nikki from uh, Young and the Russell. Oh yes, girl. Melody's a great choice. Yes, yes. Melody yes. Thomas Scott from 1979. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I? <laughs> the other day, I was watching. I have a teenager, and we were watching. My name is Earl. <laughs> 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 Five-minute arc on there. She was this guy's sexy mom, and she came out in 80s spandex workout gear with a headband. Yeah. And all, all of his, when Earl was a teenager, and all, all as somebody else, everybody was drooling, and she was so cute and so bouncy, and then she bounced right back out. And I was like, oh, and my teenagers. <laughs> Now, this is another actress, I, you know, speaking of Melody Thomas-Cop, this is another actress I'm surprised hasn't gotten a lot of any love through the years. I feel like she's had to work hard for even respect. I, oh, my gosh, she really, in 2016, I think Eric Braden and Melody Thomas-Cop really carried The Young and the Restless last year. She made... Her, the Ian Ward cult story watchable just because it was her. <laughs> I hated that character so much, but I was like, you know what, I've got to watch this because it's Melody Thomas Scott, and I can't miss an opportunity to see her make it do what it do, and she did. She has showed up numerous times and has and it not was history. gotten the Emmy love. Yeah. It was history. They didn't make that up. That's true. I remember her when they her and Doug doing that in the beginning, those early scenes. Oh. Except, you know, they <laughs> no, got it wrong yeah. because Ian Ward never existed. That cult was run by some Asian woman, so that was the only <laughs> no, problem I really had with us. He was there. Yeah. He was there. But he wasn't there, like, back in the day. Like, in 1979, Way, he, Ray Wise was not on Young and Restless. I think, I'm, I think so, Case. I don't think they would be making that up. <laughs> I'm going to look it up right now because I can. I'm going to look it up right now. Yeah, go look it up. We'll come back to I, that later. I remember him. Because I, of right, course, well, my mind is run by an Like I said, my mind is clouded. So I thought <laughs> I thought they were true to form. But Paul and Nikki were well, together at that. Well, uh, y'all are doing Wikipedia or whatever. Okay. Yeah, I can tell you my number two while we have a wiki showdown because I always go to the wikis. I do. <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> you know, I Casey, I know you love your classic soaps and I'm I'm a hardcore G H girl from the start. So my sister started me watching it when I was in elementary school. And the first actress, soap actress I ever saw was Jeannie Francis, and oh, she was panting. The, the story that I came in on was when she and Luke were on the, the island, when they were trapped on the island, and there was this luxurious scene where they were bathing in a pond, and he was telling yes. her that this moss could be used as soap, and they were just, like, soaping each other up. <laughs> 
And, uh, <laughs> but what I love about Jeannie is she's come and gone over the years to GH, and she has always had this evolving grace, and now she's playing this beautiful, mature character in a beautiful, age-appropriate, mature relationship with John Lindstrom, and she's not Botoxed up. She's not in floozy clothes like they still do with some of the older actresses, you know. <laughs> she's, she's just this beautiful, beautiful actress, and her acting is always on, just on point every day. But I just love the grace and how she's aged appropriately into the role. Now, I'm and happy, she, you know, <laughs> I'm happy that since Anthony Geary left, she's finally gotten the love that she so richly deserves. Sincere, sincere, mature love with a responsible, handsome, you know, individual. I love their relationship. I love their scenes. I love the dynamic she has with Bechtel. love all of it. And so, and she's just, even when she was like, remember when, when they brought her back and she was catatonic and they had to bring her out of that catatonic state and she's... Yep. Yeah, story, and he's the reason I still watch those that I started and that I still watch. Excellent choice again. So before we go on to David's (laughs) number two pick, (laughs) guess who was right? (laughs) Uh Oh, (laughs) that cult was ran by an Asian woman. I knew. I do remember Asian woman. Hang on, hang (laughs) on. Are you sure Spice wasn't an Asian woman back then? You never know. You know how soap operas cool. are. And um, for her, but I, did I didn't not doubt know. that. Ray Wise um, was actually—he's never been on Young and Restless before his stint as Ian Ward, um, which wow. I believe that character popped up in like 2015 or something. But anyway, he has been on two previous soap operas, which I did not know. Um, from 1970 to 76, he was on Love of Life, and then from 1982 to 83, he was on Days of Our Lives. Huh. I love him. Hmm. Yeah, I think he's great. I didn't care for the character at all. I thought it was a complete snooze fest. Like I said, the only reason I, you know, sat through one was because, you know, everybody knows Wyandar's my show, but um, <laughs> Melody Thomas Scott was just amazing. David, who's yeah. your number? Oh, you're not. Okay, this is going to bring you back again. It's another Oscar winner. Are oh. you going to say Joan Crawford when she did 13 no, episodes of the No, I'm going to say Marissa <laughs> Tomei. Oh, okay. <laughs> Good. I'll give you that one. Good one. Marissa Tomei was on As the World Turns about maybe a year or so before she got into the movies and one for my cousin Vinny. Yes. She was playing up against. She was playing up against. I guess she knew Julianne pretty well. So, um, and. Her main crush back then was Christian LeBlanc, who was playing Kirk McCall. Oh, yes. Yep, and uh, then 
And then I think what it was, the, the her one love story before she left was with David and Ellen Stewart's grandson. And he was a prince. I don't know what happened. Stuart Cushing. And she married him. But her whole performance about an awkward teenager in love with her best friend's boyfriend at the time, um, I mean, she was pretty real and um, very on top. And no wonder that she won a movie after after she left the role. And then to end Not up winning the Oscar for it. Well, she's still rocking it. I saw the new Spider-Man last weekend. She's she's the new Aunt May. Uh, she's amazing still. Wonderful place. All right, so my number one pick. Yeah. And honestly, everybody probably already knows because I give this woman so much love on Twitter and <laughs> Facebook and You've heard me say it again on this podcast. My number one pick goes to yep. Mara Carol. West of As the World Turns, The Young and the Restless, and General Hospital. I don't care what anybody says. She is the best actress in this genre. She, oh my God. As the okay. World Turns, we'll start there. Amazing with Michael Park, some of the best chemistry ever on that show. On General Hospital, Ava is my girl. She's the only reason I'm watching the show right now. And the Young and the Restless, she was amazing on that show too, and they should have never gotten rid of her as Diane Jenkins. Oh, God, I'd love Mara West gets me weak in the news. Casey? She was my she's my number one top pick also. When you said that I was like, Oh, that's mine. Today Griffin showed up at her door, he gave up the priesthood and he took her to bed. <laughs> oh it was awesome. She was like, Go away, I'm not gonna be you're not gonna tease me anymore and he's like, I know what I want. Yeah. Oh, it was awesome. <laughs> Wow, well, Linda, you're going to make me turn on General Hospital as we do this podcast. <laughs> well, I'm sure all you have to do is go to Twitter and just look for some, some Jeffs, and people will have captured it. I love her, too. Anytime an actor makes me hate them, like just, except with what's the trick with her? It's like I hate Eric Braden as Victor sometimes. So, like, right now I hate Don Diamond as Bill Spencer. I hate him right now. <laughs> But, but, that's but with good. her, Ava, even when I hate her, I love her because she always has that an undertone of, you know, she wants to be loved and there's a frailty underneath the mob bad girl. She's so multidimensional. She just slays constantly. Well, and here's the thing, you know, she is one of those actresses that makes everybody up their game. Honestly, I, Michelle Stafford, when Mara West played Phyllis, Michelle Stafford was the best I have seen her in years. I mean, Mara West is 
she shows up and she knows how to make the thing do what it do. She does. She, I mean, because for me, I'm sorry, as Maurice Bernard, he can't remember half of his dialogue, you know. And, <laughs> and preach the stuff. <laughs> it's, it's like every time, and he just, they, they make it the funny show too much. But when he's looking like everything and the crypt sex and all that, she actually makes him show up and do better. You're right. Next. You know, everybody paying that crip sex. I thought that was a little hot. I'm like, that's Ava Jerome getting down in front of the headstone of Lila Quartermain. <laughs> it's, it's amazing. That was one of the best sex scenes I think that show has ever had, just because it was so, it was just out there. I loved it. It was so extra. <laughs> what, today's? Today was good. She, today's was good. And Carolyn should have been watching. I know, I know. You're really <laughs> tweaking my interest. <laughs> well, and then the promo for tomorrow, obviously it's like the morning after or five minutes after, whatever. She's like, this was a mistake, you know, so they're going to go back and forth. He gave us the you know, collar. He went, he went full Thornbirds. I love it. My thing is, is every year I do my best and worst list. I've been doing it for four years now. And I have the outline. I always have the categories I'm going to do. And I know we still got a couple months left to the year, but I, I already put her down as best actress <laughs> because this show is sinking. The creativity on this show is sinking, and I'll be harder on it once we get to our general hospital portion of the chat here, but she is under all this burn makeup. She was under that mask for a couple of months, and she acted the best out of anybody, and that is the doggone truth. You can come after me on the Twitter, the Facebook, anything. I'm telling you like it is. She is the best actress currently doing this genre, and she is making General Hospital watchable. And that's me. She's the one reason care at all about this stupid patient six spot. I love that I'm with her instead of running him back in with Sam and Sunny. And he's got more with her because he's going to come back and that his wife's married, a guy named Jason. And anyway, Ava's going to take him in and help him out some more. So he, and he said in an interview the other day, he has all these new scenes coming up with her. And I love well, it. Maybe he'll finally take his shirt off for once. <laughs> I know. Let's see. They were mask buddies, you know. They're mask buddies. People buddy. on media are hoping they have a romance. I don't think that's going to happen, but it's a good dynamic. So, David, who's your three? Who's your last one? Um, actually, it I'm a little tied up. I agree with them. I agree about Mora West. Um, she was one of my. She's tied with so many other people that I cannot name right now. But and she, there's she's up there. So I'm gonna put Mora West up there as well. And I agree with all of what you're saying about. Carolyn, do you about want her. to she's, Um, no, I'm going to leave that uh, to you, Belinda. 
<laughs> I well, I, like, she called out my third, and so that's I, you can't get to me. She's my number one. Amazing. You know, the Emmys love her on a fairly regular basis, and it's well deserved. Not as often as they, should, but. Nice. Well, and here's, you know, some people, what I'm about to say might say this is a bit of a stretch, and some people are like, well, why are you picking a soap actress for this? She is honestly my favorite actress of all time. And let me tell you right now, before, you know, people hate her, I am a movie watcher. I have watched movies from every decade. I have watched TV shows from every decade. I truly believe that she is my favorite actress of all time, and I'm surprised she has not gone beyond this genre. But Mara West, thank you for staying in the soap opera genre because it needs you right now, especially General <laughs> Hospital. Especially General Hospital. You know, I honestly wonder if she hasn't stuck with it because of her unique family situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Steve Burton was talking about that they have 17 or 18 dark weeks on GH, and, you know, she's got – happening and lots of kids and I think it's an easier job to have than taking off to make a movie without your family you know oh definitely yeah but she's she's a revelation every day I have never seen her do a scene where I thought eh, I'm she's riveting to me she is also like these old soap opera actresses I'm going through right now and I'm watching another world from 1991 all the way to the end and those actors back in the day back in real daytime gave it their all every day and you don't see that on daytime anymore however you can see it in Mara West she gives her all every single day and she's also not an over actor one of those who's like just you know, over emotes and everything's just big, and you're like, oh, you know, no factor. He is mm-hmm. a master of the glance, the side eye, the shrug. Reach it, sister. Everything. Everything. And I am so glad they have her with Griffin because Owen, I think, is extremely talented. I love natural. And he has been underutilized. You know, they're keeping him around as eye candy, and I think he's a pretty good actor. So, and I think that work will do him good. He, what he needs to do is he needs to piggyback off of Mara West's success. <laughs> he needs to be like, <laughs> he needs to go, damn, this is where it's at. I mean, if he sticks with Mara West and if the writers let him stick with her, he, there he will no doubt get an Emmy in due time. I agree. And I let... James Patrick Stewart, I think, is a very good actor, and I love their dynamic. And what's funny to me is everybody always talks about, I, I don't like Will DeVry. I think he's an ass. But um, anyway. And that's, Girl, yes. From a personal, recent experience, I think he's an ass. But uh, <laughs> I really, everybody laughs about the chemistry that they have as brother and sister, how it's very sexual. Because she just is a magnetism, you know? Mm-hmm. I give her credit for that. I give him none. Because uh, <laughs> I just don't like it. <laughs> she has sexual oh, chemistry. Okay. With, hell, she even has sexual chemistry with Michelle Stafford. If they ever 
want to do a lesbian storyline for the older set. Put her and Michelle Stafford together. There you go. I think, honestly, you could pair her with anyone on that show. I don't care, male, female, young, old, you know, the coffee machine at Kelly's. They would Leslie have it. Charlson. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Anybody. Well, how do you think Van went, Case? I think it went good. I'm ready to discuss our soaps, so this was fun. I'd like okay. these little top threes. Okay. Well, for our next session. Well, I guess, I guess, the, I guess the next is going to be the top three males. <laughs> Ooh, okay. Well, Ooh. Get it right. I'm writing it down right now. It's not writing it get down Get that right ready now. for I've next time. Say, I've had this thing for nine years. For the one after that, I have a suggestion. This is a little risque, but... I was thinking about it with Laura and Luke. Top three favorite sex scenes. Oh, oh Lord. <laughs> Belinda, girl, I can name those off right now. Boom, 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 boom. Like, <laughs> I mean, because the love scenes are everything, you know. They are. So, they are. Think about we, well, we there, we've got our next, we've got our next two top three. Okay. <laughs> Males, males and, and, sex, and sex scenes. Oh, my goodness. I got my homework. I got my homework cut out. <laughs> okay, Belinda, this next segment is yours. Um, we're bringing the soap news over. Do you have any to share? I do. Let me see what I have. Um, okay. I'll tell you, General tell you all what's going on. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead, honey. Go ahead. Um, So General Hospital, the lesbians are leaving town. Um, Lexi Ainsworth has got a role on, a recurring role this season over on TNT, and so it looks like she and Ashley Johnson are stepping away. I don't know if part of this is it's just strictly for her or – if they're stepping away from the storyline because they're concerned about ratings. I mean, the fans are well, very polarized on it, but they're headed out of town, and she's going to another I've, show. Go ahead. I've got to talk about that real because I was speaking to somebody. I have a source, and I can't tell you who it is, of course, because this person would be in a lot of trouble. But <laughs> I, we were talking one day, and my source said to me that they were ready to do a very hot, full-throttle lesbian triangle between Valerie Parker and Christina. However, they don't want to put any of these girls on contract because of budgetary issues and mostly concerning Steve Burton's salary. I'm just going to be right out in the open with that because I don't care anymore about hiding the truth. It's true, he is yeah. Taking up, yeah, he is taking up so much that they cannot afford to put all three of these girls on contract to do a story I want to see as a viewer. And, you know, she booked something else, and they can't do this lesbian triangle. Yes, I had actually written about the triangle because you could kind of tell they were scenting at it and – Maybe they tried to work it out where they would just show up and do that and go. And I don't blame them for saying, you know, no or put us on contract. But it's a real shame because I think it's an interesting storyline. I'm not a big fan 
of, of their age difference, and I was definitely hoping for it to be Valerie and Christina in the end. But um, oh. so other so other General Hospital news is they're casting a young girl, and <clears throat> some people think that it's going to be a Saurus of Avery, although the Scarola twins are adorable. Yeah, I, it kind of makes sense because you can tell there's going to be some tension coming, you know, between Ava and Sonny, and there's always custody stuff. Um, and there's that thin shred of, of rumor that they might finally do Athena, the Mystery Island girl. I don't think it's going there. I think it's going to be a chorus. Um, oh, and then over on days, Greg Rickard's going over there. So Ron Colavati is scooping up the talent. He's doing a great job. I um, am actually, and I hope to get some news soon, because I talked with the source that covers days for me, and I'm going to get some news soon, hopefully, on what Greg Rickhart will be doing over there for sure. Now, he's not going to be long-term. He's going to be short-term. That's the news we've all heard. Um, but, you know, his character name hasn't been disclosed. And just because he's short-term doesn't mean he, you know, could be playing somebody like Nikki Alamein or he could be a new character. Or you never know. So I'm going to get some news soon, hopefully, and hopefully we'll be ready for our next podcast. So fingers crossed. Or he'll okay. stick around because he was supposed to be on Y&R for, what, three, four episodes, and it turned into, mm-hmm. what, Years and years, over a decade, and he's a, and, you know, I would love to give him a gay character because he wanted one at YNR, and they wouldn't do it, even though, you know, Kevin just seems gay. But, (laughs) I mean, I love Kevin, (laughs) and I was hoping they would do that for him since Greg mentioned it, but they didn't. And When he came out, when Greg Rickhart came out, I just kind of kept scrolling on my iPad. I was like, I'm not doing an article on this because, come on, for the past 14 years, it's been obvious. <laughs> yeah, it's, like, not surprising. Yeah, but I love it. I love his character. I love him. And so it'd be interesting. You know, Days is way gay-friendly. So it could be really interesting depending on what they do with him. Well, you know, yep. I wish they would put him on contract already because, you know, we've got Will coming back and we know – Sonny's going to go bounce into Will. That's the obvious choice. You know, so Greg Rickhart could play a new love interest for Christopher Sean. Yeah. Um, Let's see. Oh, um, Young and the Restless. This is really important. I want everybody to know this piece of news. Adam Newman is still not coming back from the dead, no matter what you read on one particular website. (laughs) Well, no, Adam. I just like to say that every podcast that is news. It's not yeah. happening. He is dead as an ashy doornail, blew up, and he's not. <laughs> um, the the storyline, I read an interview today with Marla Adams, um, and she is sticking around. They're just starting into her Alzheimer's arc. You know, that got spoiled a little while ago. Sally Sussman got sloppy on her way out and spilled that. So, well, I don't, I don't blame Sally because oh, there's, no. I heard there was a lot more going on behind that set, uh, behind the scenes, than her just retiring. Um, oh, I heard that 
people were kind of angry at it. But we'll get into that another time. <laughs> That's a whole other yeah. podcast. <laughs> whole other um, podcast. Yeah, we can just do one on that, on uh, angry writers leaving, because we can cover that in all the sense. Yeah, we do. Um, Dina Higley. <laughs> this big blow up with, you know, Graham and Dina and all that, it kind of looks like maybe there's an art coming to an end and Max Shippy is shipping out and Marlon, no, it's not happening. They're they're starting, like, phase their story and they're sticking around. So, um, yeah, that's news. That's well, the thank news. Thank you, Belinda. Thank you, Belinda. Okay, now, why don't we start off with days, Carolyn, this time? Okay. <laughs> All right. Since I haven't seen today's yet, Casey hasn't seen. Casey hasn't seen anything yet, <laughs> at least today. <laughs> So, um, catch us up. Did you see today's yet? Yes, yes, I did. Okay. Oh, my goodness. Okay, we're start <laughs> oh, off. Yeah, N- Nicole seeing she's going to go out uh, in a blaze of glory. I'm sorry to see her go. Um, well, her and, um, her and Eric ended up in bed yesterday. Yeah. And she had to tell, and she had to tell Brady today. She did. Yes, yes, it was very, very emotional. Sad. Poor Brady. He just can't get a break. I know. (laughs) I actually want to talk about this triangle for a moment. Um, People are... It's kind of split 50-50. Either people really like this triangle or they don't. And I love it. I am adoring this triangle. You know, Ariane Zucker gets to step in the spotlight one last time before she's gone on the 20th. And I'm just, I really love the triangle. And I feel like it's a great segue into reintroducing Brady's addiction story. I think it's great. I love it from top to bottom, but then I wonder, you know, what they all supposed to do after Nicole leaves. She's the only woman the 40-year-old set can hunch on, you know, so yeah. <laughs> I don't know. They'll have to find a new love interest or, you know, thank God Ron Calabarty loves history, so maybe we'll see Greta Von Omberg back, and of course she can't <laughs> be with Brady because, you know, that's potentially her brother. Um, yeah. Or, you know, I'm just going to be real. Eric has to go to Jennifer. It's time that couple gets moving. Well, I was for them when Dina was in charge. Girl, ain't nobody want to talk about Dina. <laughs> uh, I certainly don't want to talk about I'm Dina hoping I'm hoping Ron is for them too, so. Because I, you know, I just miss when Jennifer used to smile. Anybody else miss when Jennifer used to just be happy? I mean, that Jennifer has been non-existent for years now, and I'm just over it. They tried to put her with Daniel. That didn't work. And, I mean, just give her some life back. Give us Jennifer Horton Devereaux. Because here's the thing. I'm just hearing straight off the bat, 
Matthew Ashford wants to come back, but they aren't looking to bring Jack back full time. So just put her with Eric. Just do what you can to make her happy. I know. I want her happy. Well, do you think when Nicole leaves and Eric's going to be, like, really devastated, how would they get Eric and Jennifer together? What would be the the catalyst, like, now? Well, I mean, they he would have to take time to get over it, though, of course. I mean, Nicole is so impar- important to the character of Eric's history. And so he would have to take some time to get over it. But then he could be like, oh, you know, I think little Jennifer Rose could help me out here to get over the burden of Nicole leaving. And so, I mean, right away, you just, it's comfort. You ease us into the relationship by having him lean on Jennifer. It's just easy soap opera. It really is. Yeah. That's called easy soap opera. Well, it got really nasty today because Brady um, confronted her uh, about uh, killing Damos, and it wasn't pretty today. Brady. Was oh, very... I read he was supposed to do something. Yes, very nasty. Did? He did. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, I was hoping that wasn't true. Yeah, uh, uh, the the nasty side of Brady came out, and it wasn't pretty. But the uh, the acting was 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 excellent. It was uh, poor Nicole. She's so torn, and oh my goodness! <laughs> I will say this: have... I was shocked at Brandon getting a mention. I can't believe they mentioned Brandon. You know, <laughs> when I heard the name, I rewound the episode because I was like. He just says Brandon. Like, I, yeah. He, and that's so why I love Ron Pellabardi. <laughs> you have a forgotten child or a forgotten sibling. Ron Pellabardi takes over your soap and he'll mention it. And I love yeah. the mentions. Yeah. Yeah, he got a couple of them. A little, a little tweak there. Well, they're they're starting the blackmailing. We've got uh, Brayden. And she said, oh, Brady, oh, don't bring that up. And then there's... Uh, Victor and um, Adrian, and she overheard Victor. Oh, Bonnie. Oh, yeah, Bonnie. Um, he he asked her if she's over mind. <laughs> she says, oh, I'm basically, I'm madly in love with you, and, <laughs> and you have to leave. Oh, God. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, What's poor Victor. He said, he said what is What's going on? Man? He said, you were... You were going to marry Lucas, and then you got back with Justin, and now it's me, and you can't seem to make up your mind. And oh, <laughs> <laughs> Next year, I think Dave is going to get a lot of Emmy love because, what, Ron's only been there a month, and, the, well, okay, a month of what we've seen on air. He's been there like eight months of material, um, but we've seen about a month of what he has written, and this is the quickest shape-up of a soap I have ever seen. It's just, the show looks flawless. The actors are actually acting again. And, oh, God, it's just amazing. And Days of Our Lives, I'm predicting it, is going to sweep 
the daytime Emmys next year, and rightfully so. Give Brian Dottillo an Emmy, nom and win. I don't think he's going to get it if he puts himself in lead actor, but if he does support him, <laughs> he'll definitely get it. Um, you know, just give Judy Evans, if you don't give her an Emmy, give her a nom. Um, same thing with Deidre Hall. Just Days of Our Lives is amazing right now. It is. I well, I, lo- I love the um, I love the storyline how it's come together, um, bringing Will back because that, to me, I said, how are they going to do? How are they going to do that? Well, I, doctor- I am loving it. I am yeah, loving doctor- how they use Chandler Massey. <laughs> well, they're um, uh, so Doctor Will wasn't mentioned today. Who Clyde's who gave Clyde that information? Did Kate? Yeah, it was say, Dr. Uh, uh, Dr. Uh, Rolf. He I, knew, I knew all of you. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I knew, because I was asking myself, you know, I was asking myself when Kate was visiting Clyde, I was like, don't they still have Dr. Rouse to work into some back from the dead spot? And I knew as soon as she walked into the Brady Pub yesterday, and said, it's someone we all know. I knew it was going to be him. <laughs> and, of course, it all comes back to Stefano and uh, and Dr. Uh, Rolf uh, revived Will. So that's how the storyline is unfolding. So I thought that was very clever, very clever. And, of course, Marlena is, oh, you know, could he be alive? Is this true? So... And she's very good. I mean, the sparkle in her eye, it was all, could he be alive? So, Deidre very Hall good today. Is actually, they are actually giving Deidre Hall stuff to act with. And I am yes. so, Marlena is finally Marlena again. She, because, you know, a couple of years ago, Marlena became just any veteran who only walks around their home set and pours tea and becomes a sister <laughs> Selena. Ron's like, not no more. We're giving her a doppelganger. We are giving her, you know, sighing and, oh, just, oh, my Lord. I just wish they would marry her and John already. But, um, <laughs> yeah, Marlena is Marlena again. How about that? And just went, I just want Ron to write all the soaps. Is that possible? <laughs> I just want him to write every single soap on the air right now. It, it, it's good. And I think they're giving all, all the people who were so sad when they killed Will off about... Has it been two years? About? Yeah, almost. Yeah, almost. Yeah, it's been almost two years. Oh, my Take gosh. Well, we all remember. I don't know. Belinda, do you remember that? Uh, I don't watch Days. <laughs> I'll start talking Days. I file my nails or fold my laundry. <laughs> <laughs> we'll start watching. I know. I'll tell you the problem with days is it's a huge half. You need to have a couple of more serial killers 
and the herd, then I can understand, but it's, there's so many people. I need someone to sit with me, whisper in my ear. Casey, you can do that. You can have the phone with me, and you can, like, talk me through a few episodes, then I'll be good. <laughs> Belinda, we, let me tell you this, Belinda. If you ever get tired of the bold and the beautiful, just flip it to NBC. Like, I actually have tried, because I love Ron Colorado so much. I was so mad when they fired him. I loved, I loved him on General Hospital. I love him. But I just, it's hard because there's so many characters. And I tried watching on Close Questions where I could see the character names. And I, maybe I need a chart. That would probably help. Well, they have, they I really have if you, it, yeah, if you follow it for a little while, they do have certain days that, that ones that I really like that I watch on days because it's true. There's just so many you know, how do you keep track of it all? And there are favorites, and if you can kind of get the and there's all the these, flow. All these different families. It's like on Bold, it's like there's three families, and they're all having incestual affairs, and I get that. <laughs> it's family yeah. trees cross. It's easy because it's a small cast, and like a general hospital I've been watching forever, and Young and the Restless, it's the same thing. It's like Abbott and Newman's and, you know, everybody else's ancillary. But at days, it's like this full-functioning town. I don't know who the hell most of them are. So it's very yeah. confusing. You know, Days of Our Lives, the hardest it, thing I say would be about Days of Our Lives is you can learn all the character names and all the actor names and some backstory. But the hardest thing about Days of Our Lives is how everyone's related to each other. Yeah. <laughs> it's just yeah. the most complicated family relations of any soap that's ever been on the air, truly. If I get a flow chart of only the current characters with, like, their, you know, arrows pointing back and forth, like his third cousin and her ex-husband and, you know. <laughs> well, watch, I mean, watching Marlena's it today, you had, Mar- you, had, you, know, you had Marlena and John, and then you had uh, Kate and Roman, and, you're, you know, you're blinking. Because <laughs> they're yeah, all talking well, you know, about Will. Here's the thing. <laughs> if you do ever start watching, do not try to learn the history of John Black. <laughs> just straight far yeah. away from his back. John Black alone is awesome. <laughs> I honestly think just create a soap opera called John. And <laughs> I mean, that character is just one I watched Days of Our Lives in 1990, I think. Because I lived in Germany. I was in the military. <laughs> I lived in Germany, and oh, wow. it was only U.S. language soap. And that was Hatch and Kayla, Phantom of the Opera kind of thing. Oh, and I did you... watch. I know Patch and Kayla. I know them. I love them. <laughs> and uh, they're the only ones that I know because they're all I remember. But I did watch it for a year, a million years ago. So... Sitting around in my army. Well, they were, they, were on, they were on the day before yesterday for about yeah, 10 no, minutes. I know they're still there. <laughs> I, I'm yep. going to try. I really am. I'm going to try. Sense. I want to. I love Ron, and I want to help his ratings. That's the way to do it. You know, Belinda, you probably saw, um, I think it was the ratings for like two or three weeks ago, where they scored a 1.7, which was its highest episode ratings, and I think like since January 10th, it's somewhere around there, somewhere around January. So the ratings are starting to come, 
they're slowly starting to come, but they are coming, and that's called the Ron Calabardi effect. If you want your ratings to get a boost, you go to Ron Calabardi. I will tell you that right after those ratings came out, I did a blog called Ron Calabardi's Revenge, <laughs> and I that he was going to come back, bring revived days, and spank GH and drop them to fourth because to show them how badly they effed up firing him because they did, and then they brought in the jelly, which is crap <laughs> and has <laughs> crapped up well, the show. Well, Barbara Bloom on there too. Uh, yeah. pff, the soap killer, yeah, she's just out there measuring the studio for a new game show or something. Um, <laughs> but I literally, I did, it, it was it was General Hospital spoilers, because that's always my buzzword, Ron Carlovati's Revenge. <laughs> and I just I sang his praises, and I tweeted it to him, because it, the numbers are there. Well, what I like about I love General it. Hospital. I really historically, I love General Hospital, and I want all of our soaps to do well in a day and age like yes. this. However, if they yes. drop to fourth, I'm going to have a good laugh <laughs> if they drop to fourth place. Yeah, I mean, I don't want them to go off the air, but I definitely think Ron is owed some karmic payback for oh, oh, the way he was done. And then Anthony Geary telling lies on him on the way out the door, and then him oh, still yeah, winning the writer's saying, ha, <laughs> So, yeah. And I do. I love G.A. Great writer. You know, every time somebody behind the scenes, especially Frank Valentini, blames Ron Calabardi for something, I'm like, now what are you blaming him for? High ratings? What are you blaming him for? Six-year highs? He saved that show from cancellation. He did. When he came in. That show was going to go off. All three of them were going to be gone. He saved it single-handedly, no doubt. And he's saving days of our lives. Yeah, the only thing Frank Valentini has done for that show is tweet 130 characters or less about a new promo. That is it. uh, And uh, you know what? It was really funny because then, like, I think, okay, so the week that Carlovati, like, spiked in the ratings, which was great, his first week, and then the next week... General Hospital had a spike, and everybody's calling it the Burton effect. I disagree. That was the same week that Billy Miller was back on the show and came out of his coma. I think people came <laughs> in for that because they were already pissed off about Billy Miller being supplanted as Jason, because we all know that's what's going to happen. And everybody's calling it Burton effect, but Billy Miller had been off the show for, what, 10 days, 15 days, and there was an extra laying in the bed with a mask on his face, you know? (laughs) You know, let's talk about this Burton effect, because the supposed great Burton is not the second coming of Christ. And here's the thing. They talk about this Burton effect. But the, his second week on the show, which he was featured more heavily in, the ratings were down by 33,000 in total viewers. How do they explain? Is that the Burton effect? Oh, God, I can't stand. Yeah. I love him. I think he's a great actor. However, he is really? not the one who invented bread. I mean, he is not the one 
who, you know, impregnated Mary with baby Jesus. I mean, it's getting annoying. connotation here. You know what? getting annoying. I have to tell you that I I don't think he's a great actor. I think that it was really good that Stone Cold was supposed to be stiff and stoic because that's what he does. He when he was like blowing up as Jason, he got this this movie. It was like the Last Castle or the Castle. It was that Robert Redford movie, and it was supposed to be his big jump. And he was this soldier, and he was stiff, and he was uh, uh, and then he's he was marginally more passable at Young and the Restless. I think he's very attractive, and and that's the end of my statement. <laughs> that's all. Hey, we covered so, N G H in one blow here. <laughs> but before before we go on, there is some news that I don't know if you're all aware, Days fans. Carolyn, are you? Do you have your seatbelt on? Um, Sammy's on tomorrow. Oh, tomorrow! I know, and I okay. can't wait. <laughs> yeah. I know who that is. Hey. Now is that is that have they have they contacted her that Will may be alive? Is that why she's coming back, or do you know what the what I the storyline is? She comes in, well, in just in time, and and she finds John and Paul digging up Will's grave. Yeah, and when she oh. took that, you know, we only saw that. But, 13-second promo, but John was ready to dig in, and here comes Sammy Brady. She grabbed that shovel, and she gave him the Sammy Brady soap opera stare, and I was like, John, you better run the other way. This is the girl (laughs) who sold your little baby on the black market. You better run. (laughs) Hang on. They're digging up a grave right now? Yeah, because Will is supposed to be dead. They're thinking that Will is alive, yeah. I'm gonna put it on my DVR. I'm down for digging up bodies. That that's very Adam's family. Okay, I'm intrigued. <laughs> <laughs> you don't see that every day. That's not glamorous or sexy. I want to see it. I'm down for that. No, that's been on days since. That's been a day staple for almost all of this. <laughs> really? So this is a, a thing, huh? All right, I like it. I like it. So, Over on General so Hospital, them- we just have sex graves. We don't dig people up. <laughs> well, the, main, the main thing why um, that Ron is being nice and giving us Will fans closure, everyone was upset, including Allison Sweeney, who made it public that she was very upset about how they got rid of a legacy character. And I believe she's only coming back because it's Ron. Well, he's yeah, been, you know, his thing has been what? remarkable. I mean, we're not going to see this stuff till Christmas, but the people that he's snaring, it's amazing. Yeah. You know, and Allison was rightfully upset to be mad at Days for killing off Will when they did. Because, you know, and she just wasn't mad. She wasn't like, oh, you know, Will, the character of Will was kind of like, I still had story. She wasn't mad about that. She wasn't mad about losing airtime. She was mad because they killed a character off that was so historic and so 
much legacy went into Will Horton. And so kudos to Ron Calabardi for coming to that show, doing what he does best, which is following what fans love to see, and bringing back Will Horton. And as Chandler Massey. I've got to throw that in there, too, because I love Guy Wilson. However, he just was not Will Horton for me. Will Horton for me is Chandler Massey. And so kudos to Ron, and I'm glad Allie's back. I'm glad Ron is writing this show. Everything. Yep. I can't say enough yep. good things about Days of Our Lives. We have hey, Allie, can for, I, uh... we have Allie for two months, and Ron's keep. Ron has kept her busy. Okay. I wanted to say something about writers over on Young and the Restless. They released the date. This just crossed, went across my fever-plagued brain. Mal Young's material starts October 25th. And I am intensely interested because British soaps are so different. And he was a producer on Doctor Who, and which I love, and when he came in, I was hoping for this different vibe, and they did change camera angles, and I do like the shooting style. So I, I really have my fingers crossed that he's going to, like, just be so different. You know, I mean, with Sally and Kay gone, it's like, okay, you know, do this. I hope it's better. I I don't know, you know, but he's something different, and different better to me and so. Different works. You know, I Maybe. <laughs> about the Young and the Restless, I've only had two problems with Wyandar, but they are two huge problems. <laughs> um, one, the sex ring story. It was a bust, and I don't think it, of course it's not over yet because we've still got to expose that. And that and story app, was and, just, yeah, uh, that story yeah. was just a bust. And that was supposed to be their biggest story at the moment. So that was my first big issue. Yeah. My second big issue is there's not enough drama to grab the audience. I'm watching because I've watched the show for 10 years, and this is my baby. The Young and the Restless is my show. This is what I've grown up on. But there's not enough big drama one good thing about Charles Pratt Jr. is under his tenure at that show, you could not miss a day because it was that exciting. And now it's just like, oh, oh, Graham Davis, wonder who he could be. Uh, it's just there's not enough. The drama really has to be up, and especially when we have all these secrets. It still has to come out that Adam is Christian's real father. And that could really explode the show. That could really explode this show and propel its ratings just a tad. Well, and and Sally was, I think it was Sally was saying, oh, I'm not going to do that unless and until we bring Adam back. And it's like, you don't need Adam back for that. It's like, why would you do it? It's like, uh, because the mustache is a creep and that's what he does. And it's like, (laughs) I am so hoping that that is on Mal Young's, Sweet November sweeps to do list because he will have written sweeps and it's long overdue. And the whole thing with Nick's big, big interview today on GC Buzz, and it was like, I'm giving my money to charity. He's giving the money to Victor's soul 
to charity. Does he think Victor's going to give it back, or does Nick have another five hundred million somewhere? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why the new kids are all of a sudden poor. Because let me tell you, these kids have made their own money through the. Victor did not hand all the money. Nick owned a coffee house that was very successful. <laughs> and that coffee right, house is a question. But five hundred million. That's a half a billion dollars that he just promised to Neil for the charity, and. Victor stole a half a billion. So, are we supposed to believe that that, that Crimson Lights made him a half a billion? Well, and he hasn't you had. I mean, he gave away money. He's been the CEO of Newman Enterprises at least three times, from what I can remember. Yeah, Nick, yeah. Nick Newman should have five hundred more dollars laying around that he did not take from his daddy. I yeah. Mean, Right, but if he gives that away, then he might have a couple of million, and Chelsea might be thinking, "Hmm." No, it's just I don't the math. I'm gonna I have a, a degree in accounting, and I had a big problem. <laughs> no, but Katie, what what Young and Mesalis has been doing for the past few months? I worked in an office, in an actual office, for like a decade before I became a freelance writer, and there is so much business talked about on Young and the Restless right now, I feel like I'm at work again, like that I'm sitting in actual meetings. It is so boring. It was, there's a meeting at Jabot, and then there's a business meeting at Brash and Sassy, and it's like, I could be at work. This sucks. Somebody needs to have sex on a desk, you know? Well, <laughs> and see, that's, you know, Sally said, oh, I want to write the show like Bill Bell did. Bill Bell had business storyline. He did. However, Bill Bell did not educate you to death on business. Bill Bell's business storyline were Jill Abbott, Abbott screwing every male on a Jabot desk, and his stories were about corporate takeoff. They were not these boring, uh, year-long business storylines where you say it's complicated business terms. I'm not here to get my master's degree And and to make it worse, they added Ravi, and it's kind of, to me, I thought culturally insensitive to put him in the IT department. (laughs) Girl, preach. (laughs) And and he's cute and everything, but he's in the IT department, so now I'm having to learn about network security, too. And it's like, oh, my gosh. It's like Econ 101, basic computer science, and it's like, really, somebody needs to go down to Brash and Sassy and throw acid in the mask formula. Please, someone do that, you know? Honest, when Neil tried on that mask, I wanted to see his face fall off like Terry Brady when Sammy (laughs) threw acid in her face. This is so awful. It was, it was like two weeks ago, the sassy mask. The model was like, ooh, it's tingly. And I'm like, okay, Phil, let's go dump something in it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> this is a soap opera. Jack should be hiring people to sabotage the line, not, oh, we're yes. going to put stuff on our servers. No, get your ass down there and switch off that face mask. <laughs> exactly. Just everything. And it's like... Why not have Ravi implant a a virus that would, you know, wipe out Brash and Sassy's entire R&D thing? If you want to just go exactly. to, like, business stuff, 
use Robbie's acumen, you know. But, yeah, it, it bothers me. They have him in that closet that Phyllis used to work in with yeah. his stand-up. And it's like, poor Robbie is tech-supported, Jabot, and I really hate it. And I love that they have an Indian actor, and I hate what they've done with him. It just bothers he me so should, much. Robbie should be knocking down Ashley's cobweb. Every single week. We should be seeing Ashley clearing <laughs> off that desk and banging this. He should nerd. be bending her over <laughs> that stand-up desk. You, know? you two are making <laughs> Carolyn blush. Oh, he needs, to, <laughs> he needs to uh, violate her security back door and do something really fun. I just hope he doesn't have a virus that she'll catch. <laughs> <laughs> Carolyn in on this one. Carolyn, you remember we were talking about Dina coming back? Yes. And she's with her her um, friend Graham and all that. So we had a big reveal today. Um, the big reveal is Graham revealed exactly to everyone at Ashley's party that Brenton Davis was her father. Actually, no, he didn't. Dina did it. Because Ashley basically, which she was so stupid, she was exposing Brent, exposing Graham's last name, and then he admitted that was his stepfather, and then Dina shouts out, you mean Ashley's biological father, Brent Davis? Oh. Dina- but you know, real quick, oh, yeah. real quick before this oh, goes on, I've got to give props to Inquisitor, which Belinda, you know, does freelancing for, right? You freelance for them? Yep. Um, I've got, because they predicted that first. They predicted that. So i got to give props to them because at first, you know, I was scrolling through and I was like, well, wait a minute, this would be good. So props to Inquisitor because they said it first. So check out my blog page. I write about this blog. <laughs> So the other big reveal is what they're talking as a letdown, and Graham, being Davis, revealed that Brent was his stepfather. That's where all the commotion is coming from. Well, and what's funny is half the people don't didn't get that. They think that's his bio dad. Like, they didn't hear it right, because I even tweeted about it earlier. It was crazy. They didn't get it. It didn't click. Man, no one got it. We well, picked I it mean, up. It's, half, half the people got it, but it, it was really interesting. And then, because it was funny, because I actually did an article, because I was like, okay, I did some research after, after the thing, and it's like he's he's sticking around. Um, it's really kind of it's funny, but it's not. Dina is going to collapse, and he <laughs> while he's in the room with her, and he walks out and he puts a "Do Not Disturb" sign on the door and leaves her for dead. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> which is just it's it's terrible, but it's great, you know. <laughs> and 
but she gets found. She gets to the hospital, and he does come and apologize. Um, he has her power of attorney, and he the will is made out to him, and she has Alzheimer's. And it's interesting because if she gave him her power of attorney when she was in her right mind, and she's no longer in her right mind, I don't think she can reverse it. Yeah, that's the sad part. And it is, and but then I also did an article today saying I really hope that Graham is John Abbott's son because his mom was in, because the whole thing with him being stepson was so anticlimactic and weird that it feels like there's a gap, and it would be amazing if it turned into real Abbott. Well, my, my two things with that. One, Tracy was looking at that yearbook, and she was like, Davis, Davis. I'm like, really? This is such a puzzle for you to think. How stupid is Tracy? How well, she doesn't she know about Davis. She doesn't know. She well, doesn't yeah, know. Because it's, I thought it she was She doesn't know Tracy. about Brent Davis. Yeah, she, she didn't, didn't know. Exactly. There was a little tiny group of people that knew. It was like Catherine, yeah, Victor, like, Ashley Jack. Tracy's in the dark. Victor knows. Yeah, Tracy Victor knows. Victor. Doesn't know. Billy doesn't know. So, I mean, Jack knew. Oh, I could sworn Tracy knew. I thought no, Billy Tracy was the only sibling that it's, didn't know. Yeah, she is a ditz, but no, she didn't know. So, yeah. But, you know, so honestly, reason- she could be going, you know, because here's the thing. I'm sure she crossed paths with Britton Davis back in the day to build suspense on the story. And she's got to know who he is by now. She's got to know that somebody like that existed. I mean, or knew that he was banging her mom, even if she didn't know he knocked up her mom. You know, exactly. Like country club gossip, right? Because that was the big deal when because Dina wasn't originally like she came back and all that was in her backstory. That didn't actually unfold on the show, of course, because you know when Ashley first appeared on the show, she was like twenty five. Right, but, and then they brought Brian later when he was dying yeah, and so all you're that. Right. She should have known by now because that was the big deal that Dina left John for Brent Davis. Yeah, and yeah. the other thing, the other it's thing the- is that I think they got it wrong because John did know. No, he didn't. He, he, he didn't know. Knowing. No, he. They very specifically connived as a group so that he would not know, so that he would go to his grave thinking Ashley was his daughter. Victor and Catherine and all of them worked very hard to keep it from him. Unless because they do a rep. One of, the scenes no. and one of my favorite scenes in history is because, you know, before there was the Victor and Jack feud, there was the Victor and John feud. And Victor almost did reveal it to John. He almost did. That was one of the big Friday cliffhangers. And he didn't. He held himself back. But yeah, John never knew that. So John never knew, but he loved her anyway. He never knew. He thought John thought he was that she was his biological daughter all the way through till his death. He had no idea. Hmm. Well, yeah. apparently, some members online think that he did know. I can remember. Yeah, there's like an ongoing. And people have been pulling out like video clips and wiki pages and sending the links and sending them quotes. <laughs> he did. 
we all, I mean, they what can we all need them. to do is from now on, if we want definite answers concerning this Ashley fraternity storyline, let's just all make a pact to go to Soap Central. <laughs> you know, Dan Crow's got those profiles well, yeah, up Soap for us. Soap Central is really, Central is good because some of the Wikipedia, the, 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 not the Wikipedia, but the wikis, and Wikipedia almost copies them. They're very sloppy. And then they'll abruptly stop in like 2003 for no reason and not pick back up. I've, Central's I've is really good. I've started to spruce up some pages. I've kind of spruced up the page of Bobby on General Hospital a little bit because that was – they had nothing for her character written down past 2005. <laughs> so I had to – They just have tired hooker on there and then it stopped or – yeah, <laughs> you know, find out. Right, that was me. Yeah, so you know, I uh, I spruce them up once in a while, but it's just Dan Crawl. His team really keeps up with these profiles. I believe there's only six months of story concerning Victor that they haven't written down, and that's pretty damn good. Soap Central is good, and I think is it over on She Knows Soaps. One of them, I think it's that one, has a nice categorical, or is it Soap Central, that has, like, family members, crimes committed, because I love one oh, of the yeah, crimes. Oh, yeah, Yeah. Yeah, and because uh, that, that, it's like, did she shoot him? I can't remember. I'm going to go look, and there's their crime yeah. catalog, and it's like, oh, yeah, she did shoot him three times on three different occasions, yeah. Um, <laughs> They're also pulling out okay. great flashbacks concerning the story, and I love that. So kudos to one. At least you're pulling out damn good flashbacks these days. Your stories aren't all that good, but the flashbacks are. Yeah. I, uh, I, I am frustrated with the YNR right now. I feel like they got Eric Braden just phoning in some lame stuff, and it's too business heavy. The only people having well, sex I'm, are Phyllis and uh, – and Nick and Chelsea. I want to see the young and the restless. Now, granted, okay, I'm not saying put Melody Thomas got on recurring like when Marie Lathan did. But either give them a real storyline or just give them a break. I love Jack and Nikki. I have been a Jack and Nikki fan. I love this triangle. But here's the thing. All these people are now in their mid-60s or their early 70s. Just you don't want to see it. Look, yeah, put Victor and Nikki together, put them together, and have them battle real marital problems. Have Victor say, oh, I've got to take some Viagra. You know, just to have them battle <laughs> out real <laughs> marital issues. Have them be the Newmans. Yeah, that would be great. And that, like I said earlier, that's why I like the whole thing with the Jeannie Francis and, Kat, and John Landstrom over on GH is they're doing a nice, mature romance. But, yeah, I do want to see the young and the restless, not the aged and arthritic, and it's, yeah. it's frustrating. <laughs> the, oldest, the oldest characters they should be concentrating heavily on are Phyllis, Billy, Victoria. You know, the 40-somethings should be your oldest driving forces. But I want to see more of Maddie and Reed. I want Abby to actually have a storyline and not some slung together at the 11th hour story so Melissa Ordway can get a paycheck. 
anybody Abby's age is rarely talking about tech incubators. And <laughs> I think the dating app was a good start. However, she should have gotten abducted by the sex. That was a very huge missed opportunity. And she should have been abducted and like about to be raped by some John, yeah. by by Irv the Perv, have Wayne Knight about to rape her <laughs> as part of his guest. <laughs> and yes, oh, nobody's yeah. life has really been at stake. And then they got Crystal, and it was like, oh bye. You know, it's like okay. Yeah. And I'm sorry, just, you know, Crystal Khalil has a lot of life left in her. She is not 56. She's, like, in her 30s. I think she's 37. Not even 30. You know, they're giving her She's not her even 30. She's 29. Oh, well. Yeah, yeah. that's what's <laughs> saying, because she's, like, 14 years older than the... They it's, it's crazy. her on every day acting her ass off. They've started a good story with, you know, I love kind of what's going on with Julia. I think that's one of my favorite stories at the moment. But her and Hillary should be doing, like, Generations catfight. Remember that final catfight on Generations um, where it was the two women, Chantel and Doreen, in their ball gowns, and they were just fighting all over the place, and Adam had to come and break that up, that should be Lily and Hillary's feud. Lily and Hillary should be the black select. Jill and the black Catherine. Yeah, would that be- would be. Did you notice the other day when Billy gave her the job and she hugged him, and it was this weird moment. He had yeah, this- yeah. Weird look, and it was like, are they about to go there, or was it? Did she sneeze and try to hold it in, and they didn't have time to retake the scene? (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, let's face it, we are not going to get Drusilla back. That is not going to. They will never hire Victoria Rowell again, and they just won't bring the character back in general. Lily should be her mother. Maddie sneaking around that boy. They're trying to do Lily and Daniel. Lily should be beating that girl's ass. Lily should be saying, oh, I have the chlamydia. And I know what it feels like <laughs> to be hot in your ass. Lily they, should be the new Drusilla. Well, you know, I can see this coming, and I hope it comes sooner rather than later, because they've got Maddie. They're doing that other girl thing. It's like, oh, we'll just put foundation on her and put glasses on her, and we're not going to do her hair. And it's like, oh, she's a nerd. You know, and come back in six months, and she's going to be with, you know, cleavage out and contacts on. And, well, yeah, you know. she's the new Sabrina Santiago. That's exactly who they're making Maddie out to be. And honestly, get a move on because they're tired of hearing about her AP calculus homework. Yeah, <laughs> they should have Maddie in a drug storyline. They should have Reed in the drugs with her. I mean, honestly. They need to do something with these younger sets because it's they the young and They could send them to all a party and somebody slips them a drug and then all of a sudden they're addicted and they're, yeah, I'm exactly. all for that. You know, every teenager 
on this show right now is a legacy character. Every single teenager. Maddie mm-hmm. is connected to Lily and Kane. Kane is connected to the Chancellors when he pretended to be Philip. I mean, every teenager on this show is connected to a legacy character. So let's see the damn young and restless. Let's not see the old and the retired. <laughs> I, I am really like I've got October 25th on my mental calendar. Is that's Mal Young, and if he doesn't do something, their their ratings are down every day, like anywhere between 150,000 to 300,000 people from this time last year. It's huge. Mm-hmm. They're still up. But they're losing bad just every week. They're losing compared to the prior week and the prior, you know. And I know all well, the soaps are playing, but. Higher, the biggest pet peeve I have is the Young and the Restless should have the most diverse writing team. Hire some black writers. Hire some Asian writers. Hire some, hell, Native American writers. Hire some women who are not 57 writing for 16-year-olds. Hire people who know how to catch up with the soap in the new age because the young and the rest trying to become the modern-day tech soap opera, and it's not working because we have 60-year-olds writing about iPhones and teenagers who call each other human jockstraps and their references are like that's an insult from the 1950s yeah way to go with that bucko it's yeah, like they're ugh. not going to the stock up <laughs> they're going okay. to you know nasty clubs have maddie sneak into the underground and get drunk because reed's becoming a bad influence and... oh yeah yeah or Reed cheats on her with some slutty girl, and so she does the grease thing and does Sandy, and she goes and she gets slutty to compete. It means so many things, so many things. Yeah, what happened, to, what happened to Zoe and Kendall? They were going to do a Zoe-Reed-Kendall love triangle, and both those girls left. Kendall looks like she wants to be a slutty young teenager who wants mm-hmm. to hunch Reed. Get that mm-hmm. going. They need to get it going, and they both turn up pregnant, and then we have an abortion, and one yeah. of them gets chlamydia. I mean, there's so many I can do. I mean, if you want to write like, if you want to write like Bill Bell, then you know, look at what Bill Bell did with Victoria. You know, Victoria was under Heather Tom. Let me mind you, she was a powerhouse. Heather Tom was in like two kidnapping storylines. She was becoming like her father, write the young and the restless. And it doesn't, it's not that hard. I could really write not only this show, but all the shows in my sleep. Because guess what? It's not that hard to think of a plot line that grabs your viewers. It, it is. They need, they need you too. They need you, they need, they need you Belinda. And Casey is their writers. <laughs> can you <laughs> can you submit scripts? <laughs> well, that's really frustrating because you look at stuff. They they just it's, it's, 
to me, my, one of my biggest frustrations is Bold and the Beautiful. They pull every the- punch. They build up and they pull a punch. It was like Nicole was going to take that baby back. Nah, I'm sorry. We had a misunderstanding. Gives the kid back. They do that. They build up. They pull a punch. Quinn should have been boinking Ridge in the bathroom while Charlie was taking video. I mean, <laughs> well, like know, bad, let's like bad I want to talk about the black folks for a moment. Why are the black cast of these shows so underused? Hillary is walking around with nothing to do on the young. Really, she has nothing to do. I don't get Hillary's purpose anymore. Hillary should be the most, she should be the super bitch of the modern day soap opera. She should be the black Alexis from Dynasty. She should be the black Jill. She should be, by now, Hillary should have nine marriages under her belt. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Yeah, no, she she is great, and she's got no nothing to do and no one to do, and she just shows up to let Maddie text from her phone, and it's like, yeah. come on, and they've made her so wishy washy where she's not doing, she's not using GC Buzz like she should. She should just go full badass and dig up dirt twenty four seven on all of them, you know? Yeah, she. I mean, should be blackmailing Victor for shares in Newman Enterprises, and he's like well, how are you going to get these? And she's like, because I know that long ago you had this crime that was never solved. Let this woman, just let her loose on Genoa City and have her beat the hell out of Lily and write, just write a yeah. soap opera. Oh, I agree. Well, and one of my favorite new actors over on General Hospital is Donnell Turner, I actually met him three weekends ago. Oh, my gosh. I just have to tell you, in person, he looks better than he does on TV. Oh, my gosh. And he is so nice. He did his British accent for me. He's been doing elocution classes to try to learn different accents to, you know, uh, widen his acting repertoire. And he's amazing. Uh, and he he has that great bromance with Jason, and they just have him running around investigating Smelly Nell's murder, right? You know, dead fiance right now. He's totally underused on GH. So. Yeah, well, and <laughs> yeah. Okay, guys, and honestly, we have thirty minutes, and we have to get oh to B and B. We ran oh. to them raised. <laughs> well, yeah. go to B and B because my throat's about to give out. Well, yeah, because All I want to know is where do I pick up? Huh? <laughs> yeah, I mean, Your throat's my throat's given? probably going to give out, too. We rehashed 44 years of history on The Young and the Rest. <laughs> I just want to know where yeah, I sign up. I want to know where I sign up to get that massage that Quinn was getting because <laughs> she was enjoying it at a very primitive and carnal level, those noises she was making. Let me go, that Francesco San Martin is gorgeous. He is delicious. However, he can't act worth the darn. I'm just going to I ha- saw him on Jane the Virgin, and he was okay there. But he can't act. I mean, it's like watching the male version of Vivian Giovanni from Days of Our Lives. And Carolyn and David, you know what I'm talking about? Melinda, I'll send you a clip of how terrible she was. I, I know. He just can't act. Yeah. 
Well, I'll tell you one thing I'm really excited about. Is people are pissed, but I don't care. Um, I'm excited about Ingo Rademacher coming to, as the Thorn recast because I, uh, he's gorgeous. I think he'll be great. I think he's going to bang Sally. I'm real excited about all that. Um, I don't care who he yeah, bangs. He's good shirtless. And I, it's nice they're bringing him back. Um, and I see why they're not using Windsor Harmon, honestly. He's getting too old. You know, Ingo they all think is... the same age. Um, what? No, Windsor is like 54. Ingo is 46 or 40. He's mid-40s. Yeah. But Ingo he's looks younger, and he's drop-dead gorgeous. And, yeah, Windsor's nice looking. He's not gorgeous like Ingo. He's not. Well, here, and here's my thing about this whole trade. It's that this is the 30th anniversary season. And Windsor Harmon has played, well, played, <laughs> past tense now. And, unfortunately, I'm upset. I don't share the same feelings Belinda does. <laughs> um, he played the role for 21 years. And they're promoting the hell out of the 30th anniversary season. So, you know, I would have waited to do this recast because it's such a pivotal anniversary season to the show. I can see that. I mean, I definitely can see that. Um, I mean, he is, you know, legacy, and there's so much there, and it, it really sucked the way they did it. And even Ingo said he felt horrible about it. You know, if they were talking about Ingo coming in as Mateo for 11 episodes, which it's like, hey, if I was going to bust up my marriage to a forester, it'd be for him, you know. Amen to that. Yeah, it, it's a mess. And can I just say, Sheila Carter can pack up and go. I hope Kimberlyn Brown gets elected and quits because <laughs> it sucks what they're doing with her. I don't even I'm care. On. And her, her portrait looks like crap and... What needs to happen is Kimberlyn Brown needs to pack up and catch a plane to Wisconsin and hit Jenna with Thank it. Thank you. It's, uh, and it's about damn time that Lauren learns Sheila is alive. It's getting ridiculous right now that she does not Victor's know. Victor's single. Victor's single. He needs somebody. She's evil. He's evil. Oh, you know? man, that would be tell oh, Belinda girl. We need to send oh, yeah. text scripts. In the Did you reject Carolyn? You know what yeah. we're talking about, Carolyn? <laughs> yes, I do. Yes, Kimberlyn Kimberly yeah. Brown running for Congress. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Here, like, whatever. You know, I don't, I don't care, but she's, you know, I just feel like they're not using her well over and bald, and I'm very bored with her. Um, Summer, she need- should have been this huge. They should have been advertising Summer of Sheila everywhere like Dynasty on the CW is. They, I literally, every time I watch a YouTube video, I see a preview for Dynasty on the CW. It should have been Summer of Sheila. But here's the thing. You know, we were all excited for this, and then they didn't write for her. Kimberlyn Brown they pulled the punch. written for her. Yeah. This they pulled the they had, they had, they had, Yeah, they you had. You know, the and the ratings are going up. Dropped it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, bold and beautiful. And don't tell me that Deacon one. was shooting at Quinn. That was Sheila. There were two guns. There were two gunmen on the grassy knoll. 
over on the, mm-hmm. <laughs> over on the roof. Mm-hmm. There was a rifle and a pistol. There were two shooters. I know Sheila was taking mm-hmm. pot shots. She needs to be poisoning Quinn. She needs to be tampering with the brakes on her car. You know. Yeah, remember when and they're Lauren playing, they're playing it really slow with her. Well, it's and, so you know, slow. It's, is, it's not even slow. It's not like we have a build up to something big. You know, that baby switch storyline on Young and Restless, you know, when, well, not even baby switch, baby snatching, when Sheila took Lauren's baby, when she's still Scotty, that was a slow storyline. However, there were things to look forward to. There is nothing to look forward to. It's not a slow buildup because they haven't written anything for Sheila. Yeah, Sheila is working as a waitress at Il Giardino. It's like I get the weekly, you know, the daily special from her. It's like, okay, bust that table. If she wants Eric back, she should be, you know, we should see a Sheila rapes Eric scene. We should see him. We should drug him. Yeah. And then she should should him and rape him him and walk in. Drug him, strip him, get into bed with him. Just as she knows, oh, you know, Quinn is going to be here and she'll be home at this. That is what Sheila Carter does. And then Quinn catches her. Quinn tries to snatch her up and get her. And she's like, I bought a ticket to Genoa City. I'm out this bitch. Deuces. And she flies to Genoa City. Uh, well, the only for me right now, the only saving grace of Bold and the Beautiful is I'm counting the days until Bill bangs Stephanie. And yeah. I'm real happy that. I want him to be like banging her while staring at his model of his skyscraper, you know. <laughs> they probably going to do it on the skyscraper. What you talking about? <laughs> they like lube that up and put really it here, honey. Dirty, they I mean, do some real dirty things with that skyscraper, let me tell you. Yeah, exactly. And that's another another thing that people don't seem to know their history on is that Bill and Steffi never actually boinked before. Yeah. They got close, they made out, they dry humped, all the good stuff. But she never did. Katie but then she went, she went and banged both of his sons. And so whenever she's in the room with Bill, Liam, and Wyatt, I'm always like, ew, ew. Pick but, one. <laughs> we gonna you know, get a fourth. <laughs> Been there, done that, got the family T-shirt, you know. Um, I am real excited about Bill Bang and Steffi, and I hope he knocks her up. I just, I love it, and I want him to Because she was telling him about how Liam hasn't been able to get her pregnant, but we know the stallion sperm is amazing, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, and here's the thing. Uh, you know, they need to, I want this to happen, but they need to back up on the storyline. They need to really play these sexual tension of the 90s, Bold and Beautiful. Bold and Beautiful and Days of Our Lives were these sexed-up soaps in the 90s, and they need to be doing that right now, especially if you're going to have Don Diamond banging the ever-so-hot Jacqueline McInnes Wood. They need to play up more of the sexual tension and not make it so obvious. Well, and she... The thing is, I mean, she has it bad for him still, I think, because there's that unrequited, like, oh, I never got to ride that ride, you know, and then they shut down the ride, and you think, I'll never get to ride the ride, then they reopen the ride, and you're like, oh, I can ride the ride. Yeah, that's where she's at, (laughs) sexual Disney. Well, here's a right right now would be a perfect opportunity to bring Taylor back. 
and my God, I know Hunter Tylo is a diva. However, I don't care. Bring Dr. Taylor back right now. Because here's the thing. You have Bill and Steffi together, and then Liam finds out, and it's terrible, and he, you know, he turns to Taylor for advice because all of a sudden she's a psychiatrist instead of a cancer doctor, which is what she came on as. And you have them kiss, and then you have Liam hunching Taylor cleaning up those cobwebs under downstairs. And oh, I mean, really, you could explode the storyline only if you bring Taylor back. Well, and you know Ridge is just going to be thrilled because Bill is going to let him know that he banged his daughter. He's going to like, tell, subject line, banged your daughter, you know. And, you know, Dear Ridge. Ridge, enough with Bridge. Get Brooke some hot new hunk. I am really interested. You know, they're bringing Ingo on a thorn. We discussed that. that. And the only thing I'm interested to know is if they'll put Brooke and Thorne together because Bridge does not work. It has not worked since Ron Moss left the role. I love Torsten Kay a lot. I think he's a great actor, but he is not Bridge Forrester Maroney. That role can only be held by Ron Moss. Well, also, he just he and Quinn need to be together. And I know that'll break Eric's heart, but oh, oh well, you know, I don't it care. To, you're I, right. It needs to happen. It needs to happen. They had electric chemistry. It's like she's playing cute with Eric. It's like, oh, you know, he likes me and he's rich, whatever. But it's like she and Ridge were like hot and heavy and dirty. You know, they didn't even like each other and they wanted to bang. I mean. Well, and that's what I'm talking about. So Ridge and Quinn so-called affair, which was actually like a bunch of third graders. But anyway, they were the sexual tension that, you know, the 90s brought. They hated each other, but they loved each other. And that was hot. I mean, honestly, Bold and Beautiful was hot for a couple of months because of that storyline. I just wish they would have done more instead of Kiss because everybody being so upset over two kisses was just a little ridiculous. Yeah, especially in L.A. Yeah, so if Sheila drugs, <laughs> boinks Eric, and then Quinn gets upset and runs to Ridge, and they boink, and then Brooke gets upset and runs to Thorn, and they boink. Meanwhile, Bill's boinking Steffi, Liam is boinking Sally or Taylor or whoever. Then it's like, okay, this is a good show right now. And why is she boinking stepmother fine with me, you know? Right. We just wrote four years of storyline for them. Yes, they <laughs> don't did. That's their own fault. <laughs> I'll start my own web soap called The Beautiful and the Bold. Catch it weekdays. <laughs> exactly. Uh, they need to be doing hey guys, that. Yeah. Guys, you have been yeah. awesome tonight. I just want to let oh, you yeah, know. We ran <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're all you're all just out there for me, and I'm so glad you appeared tonight with me. Um, so I want to give you time for your last thoughts before we call it in. Um, show more of the black folks. <laughs> That's that would be my last. Because here's the thing, there are some hot, hot black people. I don't know why Anna isn't chasing after Andre's candy bar anymore. Hillary, Thank you. sleep with somebody. 
sleep with somebody, start that fight with Lily. So my final thought for tonight is show the black more. Next. Um, my final thought is that, uh, oh my gosh, okay. Uh, they need to get Ravi out of. The, they need to get Ravi out of the server room on Y and R. They need to get Bill on top of Steffi at B and B over at Y and R. to deliver that paternity secret. And on days, I just need to learn the characters. So. <laughs> that last is a note to me. That's a good one. That's a one. Carolyn? And my final thought is, <laughs> um, well, we need to get working on the uh, the male actors for our next show. And the yep. sex scenes. <laughs> Amen. And, yeah. That'll be fun. <laughs> yeah. That'll be fun. So, I can't wait. Um, you know, we all talking about the men. I can't wait to do those sex scene countdowns. <laughs> Oh, That's God. what I'm saying. There's so many. I'm going to be on YouTube. <laughs> oh, me too. I'm, to I'm watching my... the clips. Yeah, we have to hide my computer from my teenager. What are you watching, Mom? Nothing. Uh, nothing. <laughs> yeah, well, you'll you'll have to you'll have to go back. I think to the '90s. Uh, the earlier days, I think, were a lot a lot more risque than lately. For some reason or another, they had some for great some ones reason. years ago. I still remember. <laughs> Absolutely. So what do you have to say for the what do you have to say to the fans? Oh um, my goodness, keep keep listening, keep watching. Keep watching. Yeah. Keep watching, watch on watch on a legal link. Don't I wish people would stop with the, the illegal links on Facebook. I know they're not, but they need to watch because they're killing the ratings. The more they put the links out, the more people are gonna keep watching that way and not watching and you know, it's gonna it's gonna cost our soap, and yeah, and be nice to the actors on Twitter. Grow up. Yes, do that. <laughs> yeah, keep it keep it pos- keep it positive. They're only acting what they're what they're writing for them. <laughs> it's their job. So would you, would yeah. you want someone to get you about your about your job like that? Like, don't do it. Yeah. 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 Unless. Unless they're truly terrible, be nice to them. (laughs) But if they're truly terrible, then I'm sorry. I'm going to come after you with a pitchfork and a torch. (laughs) Oh, my God, Casey. (laughs) I'm sorry. Thank you, guys. Hey, Kate, let me throw this out real quick. I just think on one of the the shows we need to have a Harvey Weinstein plot, and that's all I'm going to say because Bold is set in a (laughs) lake. Yeah. <laughs> Take that up on That's the next one. <laughs> <laughs> thank you all for um, thank you all again for coming with me and I'll see you in two weeks. Sounds good. Yep, okay. for sure. Very enter very entertaining this evening. <laughs> very entertaining. <laughs> all right, see so you guys in two weeks. I'll be here with bells on. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. Good night, everybody. Good night. Good night.
Get connected with Take Two Radio on Facebook or Twitter at Take Two Radio. For email updates on future shows, follow at Blog Talk Radio. For previous episodes, upcoming guests, and more, visit Take2Radio.com. At Jiffy Lube, it's our job to keep you moving. With a full range of services from oil changes and tire rotations to filters, wipers, and more, we've got what your car needs, so you're ready for whatever's next. Putting you in the driver's seat of car care, that's a job for Jiffy. Visit JiffyLube.com to find a service center near you.